Welcome to The Savage Truth with Cicely Davis. I am your host, Cicely Davis. Hello, America, and welcome back to The Savage Truth. Cicely here. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to view and listen in. Not sure about you all, viewers and listeners, but I can't seem to keep up with the absurdity of the current administration. There isn't a day that goes by that another failure of this administration plays out across our states in the media. We see it displayed in big corporations, our communities, right before our eyes, affecting every aspect of our lives. We have to understand the true meaning of the statement elections have consequences. And boy, is that paying out as truth with the current administration at hand. Honestly, the hardest thing to accept is that we, the people, put these people in office. We elected them. Now, I didn't vote for Biden or any of these far left communists. I'm too smart for that. But (laughs) we have to accept that they were let in nonetheless. One thing is for certain. After three plus years in office, we need to clean house. We can't allow the current administration to remain. We can't afford one more day of this obvious ineptitude. Now, before I get too far into this episode, as always, I'd like for you to please like, share, subscribe, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. I appreciate that so very much as we delve into this week's happenings. The Democrat Party so far is sticking with Joe Biden, someone who can't seem to get his legs underneath himself and walk steadily. Literally, he bumps into walls and he needs to be let off stage. He can't be trusted to read off a teleprompter, certainly not answer questions off the cut off the cuff or display any type of spontaneity. And very often he is unable to complete sentences. We hear him bumbling all the time. We, the American people, deserve a president who spends most of his time on the job, not in his basement. I'm talking literally 43% of the vacation. He's on vacation 43% of the time and the other 50% in his basement in hiding. We deserve a president who will face even a biased, friendly media on a regular basis so that we have, even if distorted, some kind of idea of what's going on and which way leadership is leading or leaning in important issues. We deserve a president who will secure the border, not promote child slavery, sex slavery, infiltration of our lands, property, sidestepping our immigration laws, and the rule of law altogether. We deserve an administration who will help to stop fentanyl and other toxic drugs from coming across our borders and hurting and killing Americans. We need a president and a capable administration that doesn't aid our enemies, providing them with funds, rearming them, Speaking particularly, of course, of Iran and terrorist organizations like Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis. And with that, let's take the time right now to honor and pay respect to the three U.S. soldiers who lost their lives in a drone attack in Jordan this past weekend. We honor them and we raise their names because of their service for making the ultimate sacrifice for this country. 
Sergeant William Jerome Rivers of Carrollton, Georgia, Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders of Waycross, Georgia, and Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffitt of Savannah, Georgia. We raised their names. All three were assigned to the 718th Engineer Company, the 926th Engineer Battalion, and the 926th Engineer Brigade of Fort Moore, Georgia. My condolences, honor, and thanks to them and their families. More than 40 other service members were injured following an uncrewed aerial system attack at a military base near the Syrian border. Of those, eight had to be evacuated. Those members were in Jordan to support Operation Inherit Resolve, which is the U.S. and coalition mission to ensure the defeat of ISIS. The attack occurred in early morning of the logistics support base located at Tower 22 of the Jordanian Defense Network. Approximately 350 U.S. Army and Air Force personnel are deployed to that base. The three soldiers were killed when a one-way, uncrewed aerial system impacted their container housing units. Sources confirm that the lethal drones had gotten past that air defense at the base because it was mistaken for a U.S. drone expected to return at the same time. Joe Biden said, we will respond. Secretary of Defense Austin made an appearance on his first day back and said with the president that the president and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces. Blinken said, we will respond decisively to any aggression and we will hold responsible the people who attacked our troops, and we will do so at a time and place of our choosing. So far, all talk, no action. But I am not surprised, and I'm sure you're not either. What is surprising is the boldness coming out of the Middle East from our enemies. So far, the Iran proxies have launched over 160 attacks on U.S. forces, and this administration's one-line messaging against the radical regime simply isn't working. They sense weakness, our enemies, bottom line, and consequently feel emboldened to attack us as this administration sits idly by and allow more lives to be lost. Joe Biden's message is don't. 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 They said specifically, we are not looking for a conflict with Iran. Hello? We're losing lives. Our number one ally, Israel, is under attack. There is conflict. This administration is clearly afraid, weak, and terrified of conflict and its ineptability to handle it. Iran thinks they can do whatever they want without consequences, and right now, there are people in this country who actually want this administration to remain in office for another four years. We may not be at war with Iran, but they are certainly at war with us. This administration is clueless, it's feckless, and it's weak. Please, please do the right thing this coming November. Sitting back and taking pot shots is not a strategy. Let me say that again. Sitting back and taking pot shots is not a strategy.
You can't tell Iran don't, and then they do over 160 times. You can't tell Putin don't, and he invades Ukraine. You can't tell illegals don't come and allow 9 million to cross our borders. Biden has no deterrence. He's not respected as a commander-in-chief, and enemies all across the globe are running through our red lines. Nobody wants a war. Nobody wants a war. But you can take some very pointed actions to drive that point home and make it clear to our foreign enemies as a real deterrent that don't really means don't. Sometimes force is needed in order to de-escalate. So far, Joe Biden has done nothing. Strategists have said that hitting their proxies could do some damage, but completely obliterating their economy would be most effective. We could take about one million barrels of their oil offline per day, and that would shut down their ability to fund these attacks. It would take them years to recover, thereby cutting off their way to counter. This is the deadliest attack we've seen thus far, and we can't trust this administration to be honest. We can't trust them to be strong or transparent about how they will protect us. I know veterans. I have veterans as friends and family members, and I've heard from them. I know there are veterans watching and listening to this right now. Tell me what you think, because the feedback that I've gotten from those veterans that I know personally is that they are adamantly against the actions and the weakness of this administration, as if the recruiting numbers don't speak enough for themselves. Hmm. Moving on. My former opponent, Ilhan Omar, shows up once again, proving, as I stated, throughout my campaign opposing her, that she is still, without a doubt, the most America-hating member in Congress. She delivered a speech entirely in a foreign language where she overtly, clearly, and boldly pledged her loyalty and fidelity to a foreign nation. Omar sparked calls for her removal from Congress over the weekend after she made remarks in an event in Minnesota in which she told a group of Somalis that she is advocating for Somalia, where she was born and raised during her early years while serving in the U.S. Congress. A three-minute video clip of Omar went viral on Sunday that appears to have been translated by alleged officials from Somaliland, a breakaway region in Somalia that has claimed its independence from Somalia for decades but is not recognized by any other countries as being a sovereign state. Not that any Americans really actually care or pay attention to this. Omar made the remarks on Saturday while speaking at an event at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis celebrating the recent re-election of Saeed Abdullahi Dini as the president of the Puntland state of Somalia. Omar's remarks came as there has been recent tensions between Ethiopia and Somalia over Somaliland. Ethiopia reportedly came to an agreement with Somaliland that would recognize Somaliland as a country independent from Somalia in exchange for Ethiopia, which is a landlocked country, gaining access to 12 miles of the coastline in the region through a lease agreement. Again, 
not something that Americans right now are concerned about with these gas prices and these groceries, but I digress. Acquired from an international translation service, Omar referenced the agreement between Ethiopia and Somaliland, and I quote, a few days ago, we heard the news about some people claiming to be Somalis getting into an agreement with Ethiopia. Omar continues, I've got calls from a lot of people saying, Ilhan, you need to talk to the U.S. government. What is the U.S. government doing? My answer to their question was that U.S. government will do what we want them to do about it. We need to be confident in ourselves. We live in this country. It is the country that we pay taxes to, and it is the country that one of your daughters is in. And as long as I am in the U.S. Congress, no one will take away in the Somali sea or water. And I will not support the U.S. government in supporting other people to rob us. Rest assured that it will not happen, Minnesota. The lady that you sent to Congress knows about you, and she feels your interests like you all do. Omar thanked Somali President Hassan Shiki for reminding everyone that even if Somalia is in crisis, we are a people of talent who know their country and whose country cannot be put in danger. And I quote, I want to congratulate the Somalis in Minnesota and the Somalis everywhere on how you are all united and how you all supported your president who needs our support, she concluded. According to the translation, Somalia is Somalia and Somalians are all one. We are all brothers and sisters. No one can divide our land. We are missing land and we will search for it soon. No one will divide whatever land that we have now. Somalia flatly rejected the agreement, saying in a statement, and I quote, there is no space for mediation unless Ethiopia retracts its illegal memorandum of understanding and reaffirms the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Somalia. I depended on the translation obtained by the Daily Wire, who contracted the INGCO International to, inform, to perform this translation. So I'm confident that the translation was as close as possible to her remarks. And it is clear upon doing so that she is advocating for her homeland from inside the U.S. Congress and that it seems to be one of her top priorities, if not her top priority altogether. She also made it very clear, very clear, that she is working in Congress to protect Somalia and make sure, is making sure that Somalia will never be in danger. Omar responded to the viral translation in her post in X, stating the following. It's not only slanted, but completely off, but I wouldn't expect more from these propagandists. Again, the translation Coming from the Daily Wire, their hired professionals, I really do trust this translation, and I'm sure that it has been translated with the utmost integrity. But I digress. Numerous top Republican politicians and conservative figures slammed Omar over her remarks. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis responded to the video clip, expel from Congress, deneutralize and deport. Listen to it all, said Donald Trump Jr. It's not hyperbole when we say our representatives are putting America last. House Majority Whip Tom Emmer 
from Minnesota responded, Ilhan Omar's appalling Somalia first comments are a slap in the face to the Minnesotans she elected to serve and a direct violation of her oath in office. She should resign in disgrace. What if Ilhan fought for Somalia from Somalia? Asked Representative Mike Collins from Georgia. Might be time to discuss expelling another member from Congress. Boy, do I agree with that. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia commented in part, she flaunts using her position as congresswoman to protect Somalia's border while our border is invaded by millions of illegals who are a danger to America. Ilhan Omar is a danger to America. Representative Diana Hashbarger from Tennessee posted on X, Terrorist sympathizer Ilhan Omar has shown her true colors. Her treasonous comments and allegiance to Somalia are a violation of her oath to office. Our elected officials have a duty to our nation and our nation only. We must be vigilant when deciding she is allowed to enter our country. So I want to focus on that one particular line, and it was this. The U.S. government will do what the Somalis in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. This is how we will safeguard our interests in Somalia. I am here to protect the interests of Somalia from within the U.S. system. I'm working day and night. I'm working day and night to protect your interests. Together, we will protect the interests of Somalia. Now, that couldn't be any more clear than that. Now, having been an opponent of Omar's, this hits really close to home. And if you can tell, I'm all riled up and I'm really, really hot under the collar about this. I said it for 19 months that I opposed her in running against her, that she is anti-American, she is dangerous, and unqualified, and let me add unfit, to be a representative of the U.S. Congress. She has proven me and so many others of that fact. Here's the savage truth. There are far too many Ilhan Omars in leadership in our three branches of government, and it's up to us to remove them. Show some strength and some boldness. Let's face these people. Let's fight them. Let's get them out. These squad members, Bidens, and the whole lot of woke mobsters, they're loud and they're arrogant and overt, but they're purposeful. They are unappreciative of the privileges afforded them through our unique and liberating system. It's up to us to get them out and to keep them out. In 2024, it's our time to tell the truth, the savage truth, get off defense and become the champions again. Impeach Mayorkas, oust Ilhan Omar, vote Trump in, and let's get back to being Americans. Thanks for viewing and listening. Please like, share, subscribe, and leave a positive view on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And remember, be bold, be strong, be faithful, be true. Till next time, I'm Cicely Davis. The Savage Truth with Cicely Davis is a production of Front Page Magazine and the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Reproduction of this podcast without express written consent is prohibited.